Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. Friends, Seville, Sevilla in Spain is so beautiful. When I have to work in Europe, I try to make it down to Spain. And here I get to be in Seville this year, right at the time when the Feria de Sevilla is on. A huge flamenco festival that brings the entire city out into the streets. This is an ancient festival that brought the harvest, the, all the uh, workers on the fields would bring their products into the city, their animals into the city. And there was a fair to sell the product and everybody would set up tents. And of course, during the nights after the, um, after the, the selling of all the wares and on all the products, there would be singing and dancing and eating in these little tents. And that remains to today. Families and organizations build up these tents And they sit outside and, and everybody's dressed out in flamenco outfits and they eat inside. And it is an incredible festival where thousands and thousands and thousands of people are on the streets dressed up um, as flamenco dancers. And the horses look beautiful and the city comes alive. And by pure coincidence, I get to be in this city while I am visiting Europe for work during the weekend. So what an amazing thing. So here I am walking through the cathedral and remembering something that I had forgotten, that the Cathedral of Sevilla is the third largest in the world. First is Rome, then is St. Paul in London, and the third one is, um, is Sevilla. And it's an incredibly beautiful place that was built very, very fast. After a period of many wars, the Christians were very interested in getting their cathedral finished and establishing it in such a way that it marked the importance of what they had accomplished. It actually has the body of uh, Christopher Columbus inside. It went back and forth between a few cities, and here it rests uh, because it's the city from where the expedition to go across the Atlantic, it, it left from here. So it's a daring city that has incredible opportunities for learning about all of the times 
in, in history. They tried to excavate in the main square of the city and they found things back all the way to 800 years before Christ. So it has been settled for many, many years that are on the actual cathedral remains that are dating back to the, the first basilicas after the Christians came, after the Romans that were built, very in, they were very small, and then a mosque that took over that, and then the cathedral that got built on top of that. So a very incredible place that has settlements throughout time. So here I am reading the readings for today and attending a mass in an incredible altar. And friends, before I left for this trip, which aligned in the most beautiful of ways, I had a dream and a vision, and there was this whirlwind, and the whirlwind, if you looked inside of it, it looked dizzying, and it looked as if it could suck you in. And underneath it, the angels were building this city of gold, and they were very busy getting it finished and it had a, a deep foundation and it was so strong and friends when I, I arrive at the cathedral and I'm kneeling in front and I look up oh my goodness it is this very altar that was in my dream so I am here in awe just listening to the word of God and saying father sometimes you speak to us in visions and dreams thank you and what I got from the dream and from the readings is that the Lord is building a foundation of truth. And friends, that the spirit of truth is coming like a tidal wave, that we decree that in our lives, that we decree this in our families, that in the name of Jesus, the spirit of truth is coming like a tidal wave over us. That even as things are hard in the world, even as powers of darkness are establishing positions in different places of the world, that this spirit of truth that has been built from the foundation of the world with the word of Jesus, that he is the foundation of the world that is established as the way, the truth, and the life, that we must decree this over our lives, friends. In the readings of today, as we continue walking in our Easter journey towards Pentecost, making these 50 days holy, that we can do this any time of the year, that we find Peter still in the Acts of the Apostles, standing up with a leaven and raising his voice to proclaim to the Jews that are in Jerusalem that they who are Israelites and can hear these words, that they have to know that Jesus the Nazarene was a man that was commended to us in, in this moment to the Israelites by God with mighty deeds and wonders and signs and that God worked through him so that we could see these miracles. And friends, Jesus said, we will do things bigger than that. And we pray that the spirit of truth that comes like a tidal wave and that we accept this truth and we expand this truth and we decree this truth so that Wherever our word decrees this, so friends, decree this with your own voice. We decree that the tidal wave of Jesus' spirit of truth comes into our lives and it removes all traces of evil so that we can stand before God knowing that he is the one we have chosen. And God 
raised up Jesus and there is a spirit in the world now that is denying him friends so that's why we have to declare it boldly we have Peter so in the spirit that as he speaks these words 3,000 people friends are converted and isn't isn't this interesting as we walk to Pentecost it's very important that we remember the dates in the calendar of God because Pentecost, the feast that we celebrate of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit for the Jewish people is the time, according to scholars, that Moses went up to get the Torah. So this is the time of revelation and this is the time of the outpouring from heaven where there are heavenly fruits and gifts that are outpoured. And friends, at the time that Moses comes down with the tablets. There is a rebellion of the spirit of confusion and they have built a golden calf. So we tend to do this in history, don't we? So we have to pray for this outpouring of the spirit of truth again. And friends, at the time when Moses comes down from the mountain with the Torah, 3,000 people are lost. It's not a coincidence then, friends, that three People, three three thousand people are one in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as Peter is speaking, imbued with the Spirit of Truth. So we call forth Father Almighty, this Spirit of Truth on our lives, on our husbands, on our children, on our wives, for those of you that are male, on our friends, on our co-workers, on anyone in our life that needs to have this tidal wave of the spirit of truth outpoured into them. And friends, this the readings for today invite us to do that. We have Psalm 16, Lord, you will show us the path of life. This is what we pray over our lives, friends, that this spirit of truth, that this path of life will be what we are on. And we pray, keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, my Lord, are you, O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup? You it is who hold fast my lot. I bless the Lord who counsels me. Even in the night, my heart exhorts me. Friends, even as we sleep, we ask the Lord to work in our dreams and our visions this spirit of truth, that it will come over our homes and over our children, over the youth that is now having this fight, is being fought over. We pray the spirit of truth over them as they sleep, friends. We ask the Lord to come over them and to and to teach them the paths of life so that they will stand against the confusion guarded in refuge by our Heavenly Father. We pray then, friends, as we enter into the second reading of First Peter, that Peter is invoking us to invoke on the Father who is going to judge impartially by our works. And he's invoking us to conduct ourselves with reverence in this time as we journey through life, realizing that we have been ransomed friends, from old futile conducts, that we are now being handed not with perishable things 
like silver or god or gold but with the precious blood of Christ so as i was kneeling in a prayer position in this moment here in the cathedral in sevilla and looking up and seeing this altar that i had seen in my vision in my dream from above and asking the lord what are you telling me here i have the words that there are perishable things, friends, but we have been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And are we able to honor this precious blood of Christ over ourselves? Friends, I was reading in one of our Bible studies that I have been a part of this week. The reading was describing how one precious blood of Christ stands and it's enough against the kingdom of darkness. Because, friends, there are principalities and dominions and powers that are arrayed in the world and that in the darkness are rising up and we see it around us, friends. So we have to decree in our lives the spirit of truth and this path of life and recall that the precious blood of Christ, that one precious blood is all that was needed, friends. And we ask this precious blood of Christ, one drop of it, one drop of it is enough, friends, and we ask that this may fall in our homes, friends, and that it may protect us and it may protect our families, our parents, our children, extended family members, our co-workers, friends. We pray it over our workplaces, over our streets and our neighborhoods, friends. And if you have been given dominion or authority over anything else, plead it over whatever you've been given. We plead it over our finances. We plead it over our cars. We plead it over our technology. We plead it over everything that the Lord has given us. We put a, an, a demarcation of the blood of Christ over our lives because the, here the first letter of Peter today tells us that we have been ransomed with the precious blood of Christ as a spotless, unblemished lamb. And we know that the Lord entered into this final sacrifice to say that it is finished so that no more sacrifices were needed. And yet we get to enjoy the precious blood of Christ when we come to the Eucharist. That Jesus was known before the foundation of the world and revealed so that we could have his glory. So we call that glory to come from heavenly places into our life, friends. And in the reading, we have the two walking to Emmaus from Jerusalem, downcast, not knowing why they had been defeated, not knowing why the Lord had been killed. And he encountered them to tell them, what are you talking about? And as the Lord unveils this path of truth and this path of life, their hearts are burning. So we ask you, Jesus Christ, that this truth may come upon our hearts and that our hearts may burn also with this truth and this fire of life, that we may have this truth in our homes and in our workplaces, in our friendship circles, that we are asking you to lead us in the path of life, Jesus that just as they were walking those seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus 
And when I went to the Holy Land and we walked it, it was amazing. And just as I am walking around the city of Sevilla, and I am praying in the Spirit as I walk and bless the streets, knowing that angels come as we pray, friends, that we ought to be praying on the way to the supermarket to bless the street, and on the way to the workplace, and on the way to the high school, and on the way to the university, so that the paths may be blessed that this is where the Lord encounters us on the way to these places and that he is wanting to teach us just like he taught them. But very specially, friends, he's inviting us to the Eucharist because this is where we truly know him. And that is that was part of my vision and my dream, friends, that as I was sitting this, seeing this whirlpool that could suck you in this whirlpool of confusion and untruth underneath it there was a foundation of gold and as I look up in the cathedral and I see the very same one I I know the Lord is inviting me to worship and then within my dream and vision an angel stepped out and demarcated a golden the edge of the of a golden door and it had like gold that was applied and it was almost as if it was made of fire to open. And then the angel gave me a book that had instructions and said, you've already been equipped. And guess what, friends? As I come back uh, again to the church for another visitation and I find the Adoration Chapel and I come in and I kneel and I look up, I find that in the tabernacle, friends, There is the same golden door that I saw in the dream. As if the Lord wants through our dreams and visions for us to pay attention. And I start weeping knowing that the Lord wants us to pay attention in a way that we will know. And each time it will be different. And here I am. And we have received instruction in the reading today that we recognize the Lord in the breaking of the bread. And in this tabernacle is holding the Eucharist, friends. And that just in the in the precious times of our journeying through the desert, in the ark of the of the covenant that Moses was carrying through the desert, they had the manna that had appeared to feed them in the journey, and they had the tablets of the covenant, and they had the rod of Aaron, and that friends here in the tabernacle of our churches. We have something much more important is the body of Christ. And just as they had the bread of the presence and that they kept it there, the manna in the desert, and that they had those three areas of the tabernacle, the front area, and then the inner court, and then the Holy of Holies, and that our churches are built that way. The Lord in the vision is letting me know, here you are in the outer court. Here you are in the place of the Passover, in the place of passion, in the place of the shedding of the blood. And then you are walking into the Pentecost season, into the time where you are receiving the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit of truth is being poured out. And friends, we are walking then to the tabernacles, the transfiguration where the Lord reveals His glory. And that this is the Holy of Holies in the innermost court that holds the Eucharist, friends. And sometimes the Lord has to give us these visions and these dreams so that we will pay attention that the kingdom of heaven is amongst us. That the Lord has kept his word staying with us in the tabernacle. 
and that we come to praise him in awe, in thanksgiving for what he's doing in our lives as we pray for the spirit of truth to come into our lives. So friends, I bless your day. I bless our day that the Lord may pour out his spirit and that as I get to walk in the city of Sevilla and remember all of you that have reached out to me from the podcast in different ways to tell me about how the podcast has blessed your life, that God may bless you and your families and the work of your hands. And we praise you, Lord Jesus, for sitting in heavenly places so that we can receive your praise and your glory in your precious blood over our lives because your victory is complete and we receive everything that you give us so we can extend the kingdom of heaven in your holy name jesus amen mm-hmm.